Hello, and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond, and I'm glad you're listening today. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as He gives you new revelation knowledge through the Word of God. In this program, we'll be covering Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 through 14. So get your Bible, a pen and paper, and get ready to take some notes. Ephesians is the only letter Paul wrote that does not include some sort of correction for the church. Ephesians is power-packed and is the most concentrated teaching of Paul's writings. Perhaps that's why we are studying the longest run-on sentence in the Bible. Verses 3 through 14 of chapter 1 is one sentence in the Greek, and I'm attempting to rightly divide it for study purposes. I love to study Paul's lists, and this colossal collection of fundamental Christian doctrine and terminology sets forth God's plan for mankind, and Paul pens it in one breath. We see an obvious outline of how our triune God has blessed us in chapter 1 of Ephesians, We previously learned how God the Father has blessed us in verses 3 through 6, and we are about to see how God the Son has blessed us with verses 7 through 12, and we'll see how God the Holy Spirit has blessed us in verses 13 and 14 of this first chapter of Ephesians. Now, it's difficult to jump in the middle of this one sentence, verses 3 through 14, But here we go. We are blessed in God the Son, verses 7 through 12. I want to read Ephesians 1, 7 through 12 from the New King James Version, verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he had made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. Verse 11, in him we also have obtained an inheritance, being predestined, according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. We'll look at verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. That's awesome. The word redemption means to buy back. We were once owned by the Lord at one time, And through sin we were lost to him after Adam's transgression. Jesus came into this world as the last Adam, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45, to go to the cross and pay the ransom price through the shedding of his blood. When Adam sinned, he lost his relationship with God and brought slavery upon all mankind. Slaves of sin can only give birth to more slaves. Slaves cannot free slaves. They receive no wages to buy anything, let alone pay their own ransom. 
it takes a free man to free slaves, and the only free man since Adam has been Jesus. Jesus is the only hope of redemption. Redemption is the payment price of sin. By giving his life on the cross, Jesus purchased us out of the slave market of sin and set us free, never to be under that yoke of bondage again. We have a present redemption in that he has delivered us from the penalty and power of sin. We shall have future redemption. We'll see that later in verse 14. When Jesus delivers us from the presence of sin at his return. Paul makes it plain in this letter that the ground of all grace is the reconciling death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Ephesians 2.16 At the expense of his redeeming blood, Ephesians 3.13 Through this alone God offers forgiveness, Ephesians 4.32 Forgiveness is possible because Christ loved the church and gave himself to provide it. Ephesians 5, 25-27. The last part of the verse 7 says, He has forgiven us. Once he redeemed us, he forgave us, according to the riches of his grace. There is no sin that is greater than his grace. If you had a bank account with unlimited funds, you could never have a bill or a debt that would bankrupt you. Don't let the devil tell you that your sins have been so bad that God no longer loves you or will not forgive you. You tell Satan that your sins are forgiven by the blood of Jesus, according to the riches of his grace. Forgiveness is the removal of charges against a sinner in view of proper satisfaction before God. There is also contained in this a change of attitude toward the one forgiven. Matthew eighteen twenty-one through 35 also applies this to earthly relationships between one person and another. It is the solution to resentment and bitterness. The word forgive literally means to send away. Sin is a terrible burden that is sent away when the sinner is born again. Jesus carried that burden on the cross, 1 Peter 2.24. It is pictured by the scapegoat on the Day of Atonement taken into the wilderness. Leviticus 16.20-22. Verse 8-10 through 10 tells us He has revealed God's will to us. Verse 8 tells us which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. God made the riches of His grace abound toward us in everything that requires wise choices and good sense. Christians should be way ahead of the game when it comes to having common sense and making wise decisions, especially concerning God's will. The wealth of His grace gives us wisdom and understanding of the divine purpose of the church age. The grace of God is available for everyday circumstances and problems we face. The church should be using this unlimited source of wisdom and insight to infiltrate every center of influence of the world in which we occupy until he returns. Ephesians 1.9 Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself. And verse 10 that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, 
both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. A mystery is a divine truth known only by God's people through revelation. In Christ, we are part of God's eternal purpose, together, together, all things in Christ. Verse 10, Paul was speaking about the end of this dispensation of grace. He was talking about the millennium, when Christ will rule supreme over all. This present world is falling apart with war and lawlessness and sin. But one day God will usher in a new creation with all things united in Christ. The thought is that God is bringing everything together under the headship or lordship of Jesus. That has always been God's purpose and plan, and it will be accomplished. Those who do not make Jesus Christ Lord over their lives are totally out of focus with the eternal purpose of God. Verses 11 and 12 lets us know that he has made us an inheritance. Ephesians 1.11 tells us, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Verse 12 that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. This inheritance is one of the blessings Paul mentioned earlier in Ephesians 1.3. This inheritance is ours now. It includes everything that belongs to Christ because we are joint heirs with him, Romans 8.17. Although we won't see the fullness of this inheritance until Christ personally takes the reins of the government, Revelation 11.15, we can pray for things to be done here on earth as it is in heaven, Matthew 6.10 and Matthew 16.19. We must speak his word in our proclamations and decrees. As much as we can release our faith, we can enjoy our inheritance now. God has not only made us an inheritance in Christ, 1 Peter 1.3 and 4, but he has made us an inheritance for Christ. The church is his body, temple, and bride. We shall someday share his glory. Now we are blessed with God the Father. We are blessed with God the Son. And now, here in verse 13 and 14, we are blessed by God the Holy Spirit. The whole Trinity has blessed us. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Verse 13 tells us he has sealed us. God's spiritual blessings for the believers are not only based on sovereign election of the Father, verses 3 through 6, the redemption of the Word of the Son, verses 7 through 12, but also the seal of the Holy Spirit, verses 13 and 14 here. The word gospel literally means the good news. News is not something that is yet to happen. News is something that has already taken place. Salvation is news. God paid in Christ everyone's debt thousands of years ago. There is nothing that has to happen on God's part. That's the good news. All we have to do is believe and receive 
what God has already provided. Now, the Greek word translated sealed here means to stamp, as with a signet ring or a private mark, for security and preservation. The meaning clearly relates to the Holy Spirit protecting our salvation. This verse requires two actions that must occur before the Spirit's sealing can take place. One, the gospel must be heard, Romans 10.14, and two, they must believe and trust the message of the gospel, that is, Jesus Christ, Acts 16.31, and Romans 10.9 and 10. At salvation, we each receive a brand new spirit, 2 Corinthians 5.17. It is free from sin and totally pure. Then we are immediately sealed by the Holy Spirit. As if the king sends a package, he carefully packs the contents and stamps it with his signet ring in a wax seal. That seal guarantees a safe delivery to its intended destination. Nobody can break the king's seal. Nothing can tamper with our born-again spirits. When we sin, it is in the realm of the soul or the body. The born-again spirit does not participate. It cannot sin according to 1 John 3, 9. Ephesians 1, verse 14 in the NIV says, Who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit is our guarantee of inheritance. Jesus has purchased our future for us, but we have not yet entered into all the blessings God has given us his spirit as a down payment to assure us that we will experience the total redemption and receive his promised blessings in glory. Well, wait a minute. Verse 7 said we already had redemption. And now here in verse 14 it says until the redemption. This is not a contradiction. Back in verse 7, Jesus purchased us out of the slave market of sin and set us free never to be under that yoke of bondage again. Verse 7 is speaking of our present redemption, that he has delivered us from the penalty and power of sin. Verse 14 is speaking of our future redemption, when Jesus delivers us from the presence of sin at his return. Romans 8.23 and Philippians 3.20-21. That is the resurrection or rapture. The key to understanding this is that verse 7 is speaking of the redemption that is already a reality in our born-again spirits. All of our sins, past, present, future, have already been forgiven. This spiritual redemption is already complete. However, flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God. So the Holy Spirit living inside of us is our guarantee for complete redemption, including a glorified body like Jesus has. Our souls and bodies have also been purchased by the blood of Jesus, and there will be a future redemption of those purchased possessions. That's what this verse is talking about. Our mortal bodies will be changed into immortal, glorified bodies. You could take a look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50 through 55. 
Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to support organizations that fight for First Amendment, religious freedom, and freedom of speech, Second Amendment, right to bear arms, and sanctity of life. Patriot Mobile is a U.S.-based company. Tell them I referred you, and they will waive your setup fee for each of your phone lines. Just let them know that Dwight Hammond referred you and save money right away. The Victory Briefings podcast is brought to you in part by Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com, 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT, PatriotMobile.com. I hope you are subscribed and will make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. God bless you, my friend. This program and other materials are available at VictoryBriefings.net.